Hello guys, my name is Antonio Mateus. You can call me Matthews. I'm listening to Fires on the Farm and I have an important message from South America. You stay classy, San Diego. Welcome to Friars on the Farm Podcast. I'm Donovan, and now in front of me is Roy. So nice to be in the same room again. So nice to be back. Um, yeah. I, I, I love the idea that we can do it on Skype, but having you here, uh, it sounds much better, and much better for a lot of the listeners. They don't have to hear the... Listen, man, Roy. You know, the, is that what I sounded like? It, that's exactly what you sounded like. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay, but we have a great, great episode for you. Uh, Antonio Mathis... Is, is a guy I saw on, so Tyler Mon from MILB had tweeted out his article that he wrote on the Venezuelan uh, Winter Leagues. Yeah, so we've spoken in the past that there's the environmental, or the, the political environment in Venezuela is awful, and the United States lowered sanctions, which has basically crippled the Venezuelan Winter League. And apparently those sanctions have been lifted, but not... It's like a partial lift. He he tried. He did his best to explain it. He did a really good job in the article. Absolutely. Um, and then in the interview, he went down several different avenues about how this has affected the game in Venezuela. Absolutely, and it affects the game. It affects the economics of it. Um, what they had, what the league had to do, the hoops that the league had to jump through is erase all ties to the government. And, and I'm still curious. I'm dubious as to how completely they separated those ties. Yeah, and you're going to hear that in the episode, and there may be more coming out in the future on um, on how that you know how there still may be a shadow element. Uh, you know, getting making money or being a part of it, and that was a big thing about Major League Baseball. Like you have to erase everything, advertising, the hotels that they stay in can't be tied to the government. Um, yeah, but when you have a when you have a country where there's so much corruption and the people that control the government yeah. control all of the elements of industry, how do you separate that? Well, those guys are named in the U.S. sanctions, so it's different with with. So with with sanctions, it's not just everything for the government, but like large businessmen that uh, that have ties, strong ties to the government, they are sanctioned as well. And you'll hear that in the interview. But let's get on to some action here. So Bill Center just tweeted last night, Francis Cordero is just crushing it. Oh, he's so that, having I mean, such a great season. Oh, my God. So he's hitting 419. He, last night, he was one for two with a sacrifice fly uh, in the playoffs. He's, he's on base is over 500. Yeah, and he's got like he hit home run after home. He he's like, slugging oh, almost a thousand. Yeah, it's insane. He's having a crazy year. And recently, uh, minor league contract recipient Abraham El Monte. Yeah, old friend. Well, welcome uh, back to the Padres. Welcome back. Um, he went two for three with a home run and two runs scored for Toros de Este. So he was signed to a minor league deal. Yeah. Um, I people think that he's like that oh now they're going to trade Manuel Margot I don't I don't think no. so Abraham Almonte is a triple A depth player he's yeah. if like three people get hurt he's the guy that get that gets called up if they need somebody that has MLB experience and can play all three positions Absolutely. I'm, I'm not reading any more into it than that yeah there's no tea leaves into that at all but uh, that's pretty much who all is playing you know that's that's still playing that's yeah that is worthy of note well and they're getting to the the playoffs yeah did the playoffs start already? Yeah, they are deep in the playoffs. The okay. round robin takes it's almost oh, as long right, as the yeah. league. It's like two, another week and a half or so. Um, but let's talk about this just for a minute, and we need to move on because we do have a lot to talk about, and the interview goes. Um, 
if he can stay healthy, I, I have taken him for AAA. I don't care how well the spring he has. I think they're going to still have him stay in AAA just to get his feet underneath him, just to uh, get used to hitting that level of pitching. Uh, you know, the pitching in, in the winter leagues, as good as it can be, is still not, you know, minor league, you know, AAA at best, mm-hmm. at best. Um and I know he's going to be playing in the band box with, as the Pacific Coast League, but if he can stay healthy, he will be a starting outfielder, if not a fourth outfielder, very soon in the See, major leagues. I feel the other way around. I, I, I've You're become, not alone. I've, been, I've become so gun-shy about the injury thing with him that yeah. he just can't stay on the field. So I feel like it's like a ticking time bomb with the injuries. So I want to get every minute of production that I can. I know that he can go out there and hit 500-foot home runs. Yeah. He can steal bases. He is a weapon if they can if the if he can stay on the field and if he can show that he's not going to strike out 40% of the time, he can play decent center field. I believe he can do all that stuff. So what happens if he comes up and you know Will Myers continues to struggle? Then Will Myers We're going to have 20 million on the bench? Maybe. I mean, I if they're serious about winning, yeah. and if they are establishing a culture that you need to succeed or yeah. you're not going to play. And that's what they've been saying. Yeah, and you know, I, I feel like they need to hold these guys' feet to the fire. I don't care how much money you're getting paid. If you're not playing well, you're not helping us win, somebody else will get an opportunity until you step back up. I also, I really hope that they're going to do what they whatever it takes to get Will back connected yeah. and yeah. engaged. I don't think it's for lack of trying. I don't think it's for lack of caring. People seem to think that he's empathetic. He doesn't care. I think he cares. Maybe yeah. he's trying too hard. I don't know. Yeah. Katie Wu said it. Like, all ball players, everyone says it. Like, they care. They Ball players care. Are they engaged? Are they, you know, is another thing. Um, we, what, don't forget that Franchi, uh, he can hit 500-foot bombs like he did in Arizona, but he has a problem catching the ball as well. Like, his defense is... Is as bad as good as the bat looks. The glove is almost as bad as say people talking about I, Francisco Mejia. Yeah, I don't think it's that bad though. It's just he's had a couple of really bad misses in really okay. bad moments where he got a bad. He got the wrong read. The ball sliced over his head. He got turned around and gave up a Tyson Ross no hitter in the ninth inning. Yeah, that kind of thing. And yeah. that kind of thing stands out to you and sticks in the craw a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I was just talking about Josh Naylor with somebody the other day, and whatever you think about his routes and his first step, you don't necessarily see that so much, but you watch him clank a ball off the the heel of his glove, and then it's a two-base error. That stuff sticks in your mind. Yeah. So watching a ball sail over Franchi, now if if he was playing five steps too far in and it sailed over him, he had no chance of getting it, you don't really realize that. Right. So I, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to think the best out of everybody, but I look at the roster right now. You've got, you've got Manuel Margot, who is a legit center fielder, yep. and then you've got Grisham, who can play some center. You've got Will Myers, who's an emergency option there. You've, you've got some options, but the only other person who's got the wheels and the skills to play center field is Franchi. In my opinion, that okay. is, can that can that has the tools to be a plus center right, fielder. Right, he has the speed. Yeah, he's got the speed. He's got the athleticism. He just needs to learn how to read fly balls. We forget that he's a, he's not that far removed from being a shortstop. No, and he's still pretty damn young. He's twenty four. So whatever he is, yeah, he's, yeah, he's still young. So you got Fam, Margot, and then we'll and Grisham. F- we'll figure. And Grisham right now has got to be the front runner almost. 
I it's some kind of a platoon I've got to I've got to figure in center field with Grisham and and uh, Margot. But yeah. if Franchi is healthy and he looks good, then I say give him th- throw him the keys and let him go for it. And they do they need to get value of all the players on the Padres. He has the potential to make as much impact as anybody on that team except for Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado, in my opinion. Okay. He has a ceiling that's that high. It's the ceiling. It, ceiling is the ceiling. It, it, it's it, it's what we uh, he aspires to be. Yeah. Um, he has to stay healthy. Um, and the strikeouts are a, a question as well. They he, are. He, he, he's the Francisco Mejia of our outfield. He has that bat speed that's just like, oh, my God, prodigious bat speed. Oh, my. Have you been watching the highlights from the Dominican? I mean, he's got such quick <laughs> hands, and it's such a clean motion. His head stays so still. A lot of these balls are, aren't even strikes on the inside corner, yeah. and, and he's crushing them. I mean, Anthony yeah. Rizzo would be taking that off his quad, right. and he's putting it 30 <laughs> feet deep in, in right field. And, and, and Rizzo... Loves that off the plate inside pitch, and you can't pitch him inside enough. Absolutely, um, but I, I still think you know. Just you know, that it's that's the big question, and you know, the, the big question is is what that will look like. Are there trades happening? Are we going to wait until spring training before um, you know we get a good look at people? Are the other teams can get a good look at our guys? I, I still suspect that Josh Naylor is going to get traded. I, I, I like the guy. I've met him. I've talked to him. He's, he's a nice kid. He's yeah. a good guy. He oh, brings yeah. a good energy, and the guy can flat out hit. Yeah. But he's, he's not an outfielder long term. He's not. And you've got, you've got Hosmer, who's clogging up center field or first base. I, I, again, I, I, I believe in the best for everybody, so yeah. I think there's still a good player in there in Eric Hosmer. But Naylor doesn't have an opportunity at first base. He really is a DH. He's, he's another version of Fran Mill Reyes. The guy yeah. can hit, doesn't really have a position on the field. Right. You put him on an AL team, and they can use him a, a few different ways. So I, I, I feel like there's a trade coming there. Absolutely, and ton, tons of team control. So that's attractive as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's move on. So interesting. So this is what I think happened with um, – well, let me just start here. Class action suit against MLB this last Friday. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeal – denied MLB's request to block a group of minor leaguers' lawsuit from being a class action suit. So it's now a class, a class action suit. The group of minor leaguers are seeking minimum wage and overtime pay, and the suit was filed in 2014. So this is from the San Francisco Chronicle. The lawsuit seeks unspecific, uh, unspecified back pay for what attorney Garrett Brocious believes could be more than 10,000 players, plus a ruling directing that teams start paying them no less than the minimum wage. So the beginning of that came from Mark Townsend from Yahoo Sports. That's Garrett Brogius, not relation to Scott, Scott Brogius. Um, but I, you know, this, this suit started in 14, and MLB are just filing motion after motion. And when it becomes a class action suit, it gets a lot more momentum. Well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to start getting a lot of press. Yeah. And so regardless of what the settlement, I'm sure there's going to be some settlement and it's not going to, you know, it's not going to change anything substantially, but if it's going to get them enough bad press, then it's going to push this topic even more to the forefront. Yeah. So I think that's kind of got, you know, that with some of the momentum with some of the writing that's been going on, on paying the minor league players more has really fueled this whole 120 plan. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, we're going to pay more people, but we're going to pay less people. Yeah, so when when Rob Manfred gets up there and says, well, you know, we're going to pay you more, but we're going to pay less of you, yeah. 
because it's it's like Crimea River. And because at the same time they're posting record profits and I mean the the dollars, it just it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you see the teams, but the teams. The tweet came out here before I showed up on on all the leaderboard on how many players, I mean, how what teams all spent this off season, and it's over a billion dollars, and that's insane amount of money. On top of that, just before I got over here, was tweeted out um, what Bud Selig is getting in retirement. He's getting $6 million a year. Wow. For retirement. Wow. Um, as a partial owner. Uh, I don't know how that ties in, but that's a lot of money. And once again, $6 million could pay for it. all the improvements that MLB are talking about. Not all the improvements, but can do so much. Um, it's going to take so little amount to really fix this situation. Uh, which has yet to be resolved, um, and when you're seeing these hundreds and millions of dollars, it's it's ridiculous. You know, in a, in a way, it's kind of a microcosm of what's happening in, in across our economy. That you've got the elite of the elite that make a ton of money, yep. and then you've got the middle and the lower class that that it's they're staying the same while inflation's going up, and yeah. it, it just. It, it it doesn't add up. There's something's got to give, you know. And then we talk to Antonio, and we hear about the situation in Venezuela, and I'm like, okay, I'm not going to complain about anything. Is it true? It puts it in perspective. Oh and we God. said minimum wage is four dollars. What do you say? Four dollars a month. A month. A which month. I, I I have no idea what a living wage looks like down there. I'm sure it's it it doesn't compare here. It doesn't scale. No, it it but wouldn't scale. But no, even I mean, then. You, there's no way. But you know what I did this week? What did you do this week? week? Last week went and got adjusted. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Saw my boy Travis. Uh, I've, I've gone back to the gym. I definitely put on some pounds over the holiday break. Uh, significant poundage. Like, it's pretty bad. Um, so, I'm starting to, <laughs> so I'm starting to get back into exercising, and I'm headed back to work, and I went and got adjustment. And you can, too. You know, Dr. Travis, 14 years in the business. We had a good long talk. He specializes in sports injuries and prevention. He works with high school, college, several local professional athletes. Uh, you know, you go to his office in, in the room where he does the adjustment. You see five minor leaguers there and several professional athletes or, and professional football athletes. Um, tons of college guys. Uh, give him a call at 844 627 Four seven six three, or go to drtraverselers.com. That's d r t r a v i s e h l e r s dot com, and he could make you well. And here is our interview with Antonio Mateus. Yeah. The revolution will not be televised. The revolution will not be televised. We are joined from Maracaibo, Venezuela, journalist Antonio Matthews. He covers the Winter Leagues in Venezuela and who just published an excellent article on what it took for the Venezuelan Baseball League to do it in order for MLB to allow players to play in the Winter Leagues down there. Antonio, how are you? Uh, hi, guys. I'm, I'm pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. So Actually, my team my team has just won the game right now in, in this very moment, so I'm, I'm better than good. Well, and we talked about that before because you, you, know, you didn't know if they were going to win or lose, and... In fact, yeah, yeah. a couple of former Padres are playing uh, for the other team. Can you tell me who they yeah. are? Yeah, uh, Alexia Amarista, Amarista and uh, Sardinas, Luis Sardinas. 
Nice. Yeah. Luis Sardinas was a Rule 5 guy, and we had, we call him a ninja over here in San Diego. We had Amarista, our shortstop, for uh, for several years. Yeah, we called him the Little Ninja. Yeah. So that's, yeah. The, that's, the, Ma- that's the Magallanes in Maracaibo, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, uh, in Maracaibo is Aguilas del Zulia. The Zulia is the state where Maracaibo is, and we just beat uh, Caribes de Anzuategui. Caribes is a, is a way, is, is a, a tribe. Oh. And Aguilas is Eagles. Eagles. Uh. The Zulia Eagles. Okay, so you write the best for the, team in the country. Do you write for the Caracas Chronicle often? Uh, I, I, brought, I wrote for the uh, Chronicles, uh, for, for the Caracas Chronicles, a couple of times. Uh, I'm more of, more of a freelance journalist, but but I've I, I worked with them before. Yeah, every time I, I have an idea that I think will fit uh, Caracas Chronicles specifically, I, I pitch it, and uh, and and it, it usually comes out all right. Well, I saw that you had an article uh, published in the Boston Globe, and so you must be pretty good at pitching your article to the right audience. Yeah. I think I think that that was a, a a bit of luck involved there. It just took me like thirty minutes to write. Of course, the ideas are are harder to to come by. But I wrote it, I pitched it, and uh, in less than two hours, uh, it was uh, a green light. So, but I think that that was a fluke. I don't think that's normal. So, Maracaibo is uh, is that the hometown of uh, former Padre Jose Perella? That's what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. He he wasn't born in in Zulia in, in the state, but he he's he grew up here in not not in Maracaibo specifically, in, in Bobures, which is a, a small a small town. But uh, he's uh, somewhat of a local hero. He he even has a, a couple of records in the team. He, he's he's beloved. Uh, that's that's the word. He's beloved in, in in the city. Yeah. We love using yeah. the word beloved. <laughs> Beloved. Yeah, yeah, uh, he's uh, he's beloved like, like Walt Disney. Okay, so let's yeah. go ahead and let's give us some background. We've covered the situation a little bit in the past couple of episodes, but yeah. um, can you give us some background on why MLB and the minor league players are barred from playing there, or were barred from playing there? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, well, background. We can go as far as we elected the wrong people in 1999, but we won't do that. Uh, so let, let's just uh, stick to baseball. In uh, uh, this this year has been tough. Uh, I mean, uh, socially and politically. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the U.S. has imposed sanctions on uh, uh, many government officials, most government officials, I should say, and uh, on government uh, companies. Uh, and uh, those sanctions usually come by uh, from. OFAC, the the office of foreign uh, uh, the, the often uh, foreign uh, agency control uh, assets, I should say, uh, the office of foreign asset control. Okay. And uh, MLB uh, in a, in a, in, a, in a measure that is it was kind of hasty in, in retrospect. Uh, decided that uh, they wouldn't allow the players. Or affiliates, not not just players. It, it involves coaches and even umpires to participate in the Venezuelan league this year, uh, even before OFAC uh, uh, really pronounced uh, their, the, themselves about it. So, so this they. Had, uh, 
Yeah, go ahead. Sure. So this had some dramatic effects on attendance and a whole bunch of other things related to the success of the Venezuelan Winter League, right? Dramatic, it might be an understatement, yeah. Uh, the the announcement came came on August. The, the, the season should, should have started on October, which was already in peril because the, 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 the economic situation yeah. did, not, did not really allow for a three-month uh, regular season, which uh, is usually the way. But they announced it uh, on August, and uh, the teams ha ha had to scramble to, to see because they had to transform uh, a big chunk of, of, the of the rosters and, uh, and pretty much all the, the, the managers and the coaches in just uh, a 40-day period. So, uh, yeah, and and when the, the announcement came, uh, our first instinct, when I say our, I mean mine and, and many fans and, and journalists, was there might be, there might not be a league at all this year. Uh. But, but there was, and, uh, well, it, it was quite quite a story. But, yeah, the, the, the effects are were dramatic. And uh, attendance is one of the aspects that... Uh, that it covers, yeah. So then the league and the and so the league goes to lobbying MLB and MLB comes back and goes, We need you to remove all resemblance or any ties to the Madrid I can't name I don't don't even know the, the leaders, um you know, the the government. So the government yeah, owns yeah, a couple yeah. of teams. The government, the oil company is is uh, nationalized. Uh, several companies that have ties to the government advertising all these stadiums, and they had yes, to remove yes. all those, you know, all ties to the government. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's uh, that's pretty accurate. Uh, they uh, they did a, a, a what I think is a good lobbying job with. Uh, I mean, lawyers, LBBP lawyers, LBBPs, the Venezuelan League, uh, with MLB, it was uh, somewhat hush-hush. Uh, there's no good information uh, or no good spread of information in Venezuela anyhow. So this was particularly uh, unknown to, to the vast majority of, of fans. They, uh, they talked to MLB, and that's right. MLB told them, look, uh, look guys, the first step is... Uh, to remove yourself completely from the uh, Maduro regime and particularly the uh, the sponsorships. Yeah, PDVSA or PDVSA, which is a, the, the state oil company, uh, is uh, has been a fixture, uh, is a big part in bankrolling the, the league. And uh, uh, the M MLB said uh, that cannot be that cannot be the case. So uh, uh, they had to, they, they told them that was the, the first thing you have to do. And that's basically what, what, the, what, what they did in a short amount of time. And, uh, and I, I have to commend them. I, I don't know many people in the league, but they, they did a, a, bang, a bang up job in, the, in, the time, in a time sensitive uh, uh, fashion. Absolutely, and that costs money. You know, these I'm sure these teams yeah. aren't, aren't operating. You know, much like kind of like minor league baseball, where these teams are probably yes. operating on a razor thin budget. Um, yeah, yeah. You sure. know, where they have to, you know, they have to make it presentable and make it look nice and, and like it never was before. It's 
It's an incredible yeah. job that they did. Um, they, they even have to, yeah. like, there are ties to hotels. Uh, what other ties does the government have that MLB kind of had them uh, erase? Yeah. That, that's a, one of a particularly flashy story that, uh, that I've been covering in, the, in, the, in researching for the article. Uh, the, the, what you mentioned about hotels was, uh, happened to, uh, to Leones de Caracas, which is uh, the, the capital team. They, they and, and all teams uh, did, had to uh, did uh, due diligence, find out which uh, companies had ties to the government, and, and not even direct ties, but some, sometimes they are uh, privately owned, but owned by people that is sanctioned by the United States. Business and, people. And that happened. Yeah, yeah, this business, uh, this, uh, private citizens. Wow. And that happened to, to Leones. They, they, they usually uh, stayed in a particular hotel in Margarita, and they had to change venues because they found out that the owner of the hotel uh, is sanctioned by, by OFAC and by, by the United States government. So they pretty much... Uh, uh, did a clean swipe uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, uh, they they apart themselves from anything that had to do with the government or with government adjacent people and uh, and companies. Okay, so in a record time. Uh, uh, yeah. So I'm curious. I I feel like there's opportunities to work around that. That you may have people that are still controlling. Um, you know, some of these businesses or even some of the teams that maybe yes. they're they're just they're they're working a layer separated but they're still affiliated um, that's right that, that that's a that's a pretty good question and uh, is something that I ask myself I think it, it, it can even be a subject for another article because in such a short amount of time it's a it, it wouldn't be surprising if, if there's still sketchy ties yeah. with with any companies because uh, the, the the time to do due diligence was too short. But uh, apparently they did uh, a good job because uh, OFAC gave a partial green light, which I will explain later, and and MLB uh, has reinstated the the. Reinstated the Venezuelan league in the winter agreement, uh, partially reinstated, I should say, and uh, so apparently they did a good job. But I wouldn't be surprised if if we find something. Right, where where somewhere down the line there's uh you know information leaks out that there was some you know shadow dealings where people in yeah. the organization were yeah. still you know making money or at yeah. least being a part of it. Um, that's, yeah, and I, I'm, I'm that's, sorry to say that that sort of thing is uh, not uncommon here. So, ab- absolutely, and that's uh, and that's that's a whole other episode we could do that on. Yeah, so I feel like we've, we've right. jumped past some of the. Can can you describe what the environment is like down there for somebody who's a baseball fan that in the past would have gone to several games? Um, what has changed for that person between uh, say 2015, 2016 before this whole environment sure. changed? Uh, compared sure. to now and the difficulties that people have in trying to attend baseball games? Yeah, that, that's another important question uh, that uh, uh, 
and that has uh, what I think is an interesting answer, because uh, MLB, the MLB decision, I, I'm, I'm hesitating to call it sanction because it's, it's not precisely a sanction, okay. but the decision to, uh, of not letting their affiliates participate, uh, it, it was not a, a, a positive for the league in particular, but the league has been in decline just like the country is to, it's, it's not an, an isolated thing. Yeah. So uh, the country has, just to name an example, a, a, a big uh, immigration phenomenon that is compared compared to Syria. We ha we have over four million people that have already left the country. So that that is uh, that shows in attendance, and we have uh, gas shortages and uh, uh, electric uh, uh, power outages. So the gas shortage in, in, in particular make difficult for the fans to go to the games. Uh, so the attendance was already in a, in, in a steady decline during the yeah. last seasons. Yeah. This, uh, the MLB measure, uh, of course, uh, contributed to, uh, to a much steeper decline, but it's, it's not really the, the only factor. I, I, I don't think that the attendance would have been very different with or without uh, the MLB's decision. Right, with yeah. inflation, with, with, with the uh, scarcity of right, jobs, I'm right. sure. You know, and with all this, right. this exodus of people, these aren't, these aren't, these are people that are the higher working class. These are people with money that can leave, that, you know, probably yeah, run usually. businesses, that yeah. run corporations, you know, larger businesses that, right. you know, they see the writing on the wall and they leave. And that's just, it drains not only the economic uh, avenue of the country, but also I would think the academic and intellectual um, properties yeah. of, of the nation. Yeah, sure. And now with the rise of the value of players, you know, there's a security issue. So a lot of well, a lot of players. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, that's a, a, another good point. Thanks for uh, reminding me. Uh, as you well know, uh, players are, are commodities, are are uh, are investments yeah. for the teams. Uh, the the security situation here is uh, not a guarantee at all. Is is. Uh, is a calamity, another cal another calamity in a, in a series of calamities, and uh, MLB. Let's let's for a moment uh, imagine that MLB did not uh, prohibit uh, its affiliates to come. The limitations they already had in previous seasons were uh, pretty notorious. Uh, uh, pitchers, for instance, uh, they could come and pitch. I don't know. In best case scenario, 30 innings, okay. not on consecutive days, not on consecutive days, uh, not more than four innings for a game. That 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 might vary case by case basis, but they already had uh, limitations in terms of what, uh, how how much can they perform? Right, workload. This year, this year, the the change was they couldn't perform at all. And, and many of them were denied permissions in, in previous years. Usually the guys that uh, that get permissions were guys that uh, the MLB clubs were interested in seeing them play and, and, and have a, a little playing time so they can be in, in good shape when they come to the uh, 
to spring training and, and their respective uh, major and, and minor league uh, organizations. So the players that yes. are playing there now, uh, you know, I looked on several of the rosters last night, and there's maybe yes. two, maybe three guys uh, on a squad. Some squads don't even have a, an affiliated player. Um, what is the pay? So has so along with you know lack of attendance, lack of just yeah. you know, making a situation even worse, are the players getting paid less even then uh, than they were in the past? I, yeah. Yeah, the, the pay is less. That that's something that uh, that came out in, in my research uh, for the article. Uh, and as you mentioned before, uh, some players uh, do need the, the the winter league uh, payment to to better their lives. Especially players from the rookie league and and from uh, A, not not so much double A AA and triple A, and of course not major league players, but uh, players uh, will improve their their. Their lives with the pay. Yeah, I, I, I don't have specific numbers because it, it's a touchy subject to, to speak about, uh, especially uh, uh, human beings' income and especially in dollars because it's a country that uh, is pretty uh, devastated economically. Yeah, but uh, I found out something that that was uh, extremely uh, curious for me. And that is that uh, I found out that players in Colombia, which is uh, much lesser league in quality, were making more money there than what the clubs are paying them here. And you have a country which is not perfect at all, but has a lot of better conditions, security conditions and, uh, and conditions in general. So, uh, uh, yeah, the... the the payments are significantly significantly less than uh, before. They throw me some figures which I I, I hesitate to to share because I, you don't I, need I to have do that. to check. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, the, the payment is not great. But having said that, the payment is because it's in U.S. dollars, especially way more than uh, than the average person here. In fact, the minimum wage right now is about $4 a month, which is, uh, of course, a joke. Uh, and uh, play, players uh, make uh, make uh, monthly in the, in the thousands. So, but it's, it's way less, yeah. So with with that, you know, once again, security has got to be an issue. Are these, are, are the players, like, when they're done with the games, are they whisked out? Under armed guard, are they whisked out with with the police escort, or are they just kind of left to their own devices when they leave the ball field? Because we I was think, it just earlier this yeah. year that real quick earlier this year or was it last year that the um, players were leaving a, a a game in the Dominican Republic, and this, yeah. this well known section of the highway was where bandits would would force cars to um, crash, and then they would you know they would just rob them. And what happened was a couple of players yeah. died, and in yeah. during you know, and as a result of one of these kind of like attacks, and you know, I their think, yeah. bodies were rifled through for for valuables. Uh, uh, there, uh, uh, a similar incident. I don't know if it's the same incident you were mentioning, but happened here last last year. It, it was a big commotion. Luis Valbuena, which was a major league ball player, That's and another, yeah, that that happened here in yeah. this country. Okay, I thought it was Dominican. And, Go ahead. No, no, it, it was here. It was here, and uh, that's uh, 
that's a concern. I think the, uh, the, the exodus has impacted the level of criminality, believe it or not. And, but uh, in terms of the players left to their own device, I think they're, they're very sheltered. I think it also depends on, on the player. The, the players who are a lot less known, and especially this season, because we didn't have for the regular season MLB affiliated players. Okay. We saw guys that that didn't were that didn't play professional baseball for years, and I think they 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 were for uh, left for their own device somewhat. But they they are they live a bit more sheltered than the than the average person. But it's a concern uh, to, to finish the, the point. Uh, security is a concern. And you can see that uh, measures are, are taken usually to to be as safe as possible. So I was doing some quick research here, and I found that former Major League Baseball player Maglio Ordonez, um, who right? br- briefly had a political career in uh, in Venezuela, that he, he was a... Um, He's a, a partial owner in the Caribes de Anzoategui. Uh, you are right. You are right. That's one. Of, that's one of the of the questions that arises when you when uh, when uh, what we were talking about before about how how sparkling clear how sparkling clean are the the, the team connections and Maggie Ordonez is one of those questions that uh, that I particularly have and I think people will have. And Caribes is not a uh, sanction. I, I should say an important thing: the the green light, the MLB green light, and OFAC green light, green green light uh, is partial because Magallanes, Navegantes de Magallanes, which uh, translates something as Magellan's sailors, and uh, and Tigres de Aragua, which uh, Aragua Tigers, uh, were not uh, did, did not pass. The ML, MLBs and OFAC tests, and they are sanctioned. Wow. Yeah, and and there's a particularly thorny uh, situation because uh, Magallanes made the playoffs. Tigres did not. And right now, Magallanes uh, plays in Valencia. They can. They do not have uh, permission to use MLB players, or or I should say, MLB players do not have permissions to join the team. And it even goes further. Uh, Major League umpires or MLB affiliated umpires cannot go to Valencia to umpire games, and the players from Cardenales de Lara, which is the team they are facing right now in the playoffs, the MLB affiliated players like Ildemaro Vargas, for instance, cannot play in Valencia. So they play with different rosters when they play in Valencia uh, against the, the games that are played in Barquisimeto, which is a hometown of Cardenales. So you said that you said that when we mentioned Maglio Ordonez, you said a problematic figure. Is he um, is he have ties to the regime or he the government? He's a very outspoken Maduro supporter. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, he's, yeah there, uh, he's so he was elected mayor, um, but apparently, right. and I've had a hard time finding any actual information on this. But apparently, he's been associated with a ton of uh, corruption type activities. That's right. That's right. And, and the information you find, you should take with a grain of salt because uh, sometimes is uh, unconfirmed information. But all all of the things you said are are commonly understood to be true. Yeah. So, so that's really yeah. interesting because in your article you do mention about the 
lack of information and the abundance of, say, information, dare I say, propaganda, do does the everyday fan knows that that these sanctions have been put into place, that these, you know, where's the where's the National Oil Company advertisement? Do they think that, yeah. that oh. the government is a victor in this? Or are they a victim? Or That's, uh, everyone knows, uh, I, 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 would, I shouldn't say everyone, but uh, propaganda does not permeate the, 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 the thoughts of average uh, Venezuelans. They, we know that we're being bamboozled. Right. Okay. So uh, you don't trust anything that comes out of the media. Oh no, no, uh, the official media, no. And and there's a very uh, uh, hard. Uh, I mean, there there, there are uh, good uh, journalists here, very good, much better than me, I should say, and uh, very good uh, uh, news outlets. Uh, none of them are are tied to the government, and all of them have difficulty to put out their, their products. In fact, in, the, in, my, in my city, there are not uh, printed newspapers for a couple of years now. Not even one. Not even one. So, uh, so, so through all this, let's, 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 uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. Let's lighten it up all a right. little bit. Um, sure, sure, well, sure. Well, well, first, first, I want to talk about because the end of the article, I, I love the end of the article, and and it got me. I, I'm very, I'm a romantic. I love the romance of baseball. I think baseball, yes. the the sport of baseball, you know. And you wrote here, and I'll just I'll read the question. You wrote, and if you can, everyone can just take politics aside here, that baseball is a poetic way of living, and is a functioning democracy. That is. Everyone working together to achieve a common goal. And you talk about the resilience right. of, of not only the league, but of the fans and of the players. Uh, can you expand a little bit on that? I just I, I love the yeah. way you put that last paragraph. Sure. Thanks, first of all. And, uh, yeah, when I started to – I was riding my bike in August when the sanctions came, and I, I think I, – and, and it came to my head. I think there's a story there. I pitched it. And the story that I thought it would be uh, was not at all the story that I ended up writing because uh, I thought it would be a grimmer story, a much darker story. If uh, and I know it's already a bit dark, but I thought it it, it, it was going to be worse. But my takeaway of the whole thing was uh, uh, what you said: resilience. Uh, people not giving up. I mean, the league acted as a human being and did not let itself die. Yeah. Uh, it, it worked and it made everyone work around it to make things happen. Uh, baseball is a poetic way of living, yeah, sure, because uh, poetry usually is, uh, a big part of poetry is uh, metaphors. And I, I think there, it's a hard way, it's a hard, a hard thing to find better metaphors for life than baseball. I mean, uh, there are zillions uh, uh, of examples. You you always want to be safe. You you the, the goal is to get home. It's a beautiful thing all around, and yeah, it's a functioning democracy because uh, precisely what what you said. Uh, everyone works towards a goal. Everyone gets to hit at least three times a game. It doesn't matter your size. It doesn't matter what position you you have to you have to. You have to put your part, and uh, yeah. if you do, the, the 
a collective that do the best job usually ends up uh, in the winning column. Yeah. Baseball's beautiful. I, I, I'm a bit romantic, too, yeah. about baseball at least. Yeah, I am. Well, Antonio, we really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, is there anything that you want to uh, promote or plug before uh, before we let you go? Uh, well, the, the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm is, is coming huh? up in this field. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and, and then before, let me stop that because let me step back. So you, you, um, when we were texting before, you gave yeah. out a trivia question. Now, this is for the Padre fans that are listening. All right, right. What is what? What was it in 2016? The Padres had five Venezuelans in their lineup. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, that's right. Hey. Go ahead. Well, yeah, let's yeah. just wait a okay. second for everyone to think that. So, in, in 2016, yeah. the I got Padres one. had five Venezuelans. <laughs> I had like three, and I missed one out of a. Okay, so Jan Hervis Solarte, yeah. right? Right, right. Um, Jose Pirela, uh, Alexia Marista. Okay. Um, Luis Sardinas. Right, uh, I don't know. And now also, I, think I think I'm running out. Help me out. Well, you have one wrong answer hit there, <laughs> and, my, my, and my father made the same the same mistake. Pirela was not on it. Yeah. Uh, the headlines the headlines here were Venezuelan Padres. The the headlines here in the, in, uh, in the country. Ooh, so ooh, you ooh, said there was a reliever. Was it Joaquin Benoit? No. Uh, no, uh, because I think they were all in the lineup. Uh, so you have Solarte, that's right. Amarista, that's right. Um, you you mentioned Sardinas, that's right. You missed uh, Sanchez. Hector and, Sanchez, that's right. Uh, and you missed Arcia. Ah, uh, Arcia, oh, remember Arcia? Oswaldo Arcia. Yeah, that's right. Arcia, Arcia. They don't call him Arcia. I, I just said Arcia. I've never but, heard him called Arcia, but I like that. So the yeah, new so yeah. the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, Curb Your Enthusiasm comes out soon. Uh, my wife wants me to watch it. Uh, she's from New York, so she loves that. She loves uh, Larry David. Uh, I'm not a big fan. Oh, really? Um, it's great. Okay. Okay. What other TV shows do you watch? Oh, uh, let's see. I, I just I spoke Spanish there. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Curb is my favorite. I, I like Arrested Development a lot. Okay. I'm one of those guys. Um, uh, let's see, let's see. I, I, I like The Wire. All right. And, the Wire's uh, been up for a while. You, you know that David Simon, the creator, uh, he wrote me a note about one of my articles because we have a mutual acquaintance. That, that was a big deal for me. Oh, wow. That's just fantastic. as this, yeah, just as this interview is a big deal for me, too. And, uh, I, I'm not being facetious. It's true. So, and, uh, Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead. Well, just uh, so so so. What other articles are you working on? What other uh, publications are you are are you writing for? Yeah. And then we can finish uh, up there. I, I know. So, sorry for the, the curb block. They 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 don't need it actually. <laughs> they are doing fine. Uh, I, I, as I said, uh, as I told you guys, um, I like writing jokes. I, I, I uh, it's, it's where I feel. I can contribute more because Venezuela has uh, dark stories all year long and yeah. very good writers and, and uh, 
thousands of stories come out uh, every day and, and many people that write them better than me. So uh, I, I try to keep it light. Um, uh, my articles are mostly uh, yeah, my view on things. Uh, the thing I'm, I'm, I'm working on uh, today is uh, January 6th. I'm working on the, uh, you know, the, the wise men from the Bible, three wise men. Okay. Uh, I'm writing an article about them bickering about the presents they are they are taking to baby Jesus. <laughs> because, you know, uh, one, one uh, brought gold and the other frankincense and the other one mirror. So the, the guys well, frankincense and mirror are telling the, the guy that brought gold, look, man, you're going to make us look back. So that's... <laughs> That's, uh, that's the uh, the idea in my head right now. Oh, that is fantastic. Thanks for asking, by the way. Abs yeah, thanks, Absolutely, Antonio. So we follow you on Twitter. Uh, anything that you put out and put out on Twitter, um, I know you're not a big social media guy, but anything you put out on Twitter, we'd love to retweet. We'd love to have you come on and uh, as the situation develops, uh, hopefully in the more positive, um, you know, in yeah, more sure. of a positive light, and we're going to celebrate with a, a celebratory uh, podcast where, you know, maybe – Things have improved there, or the least situation oh, for baseball. We really do appreciate uh, you taking the time. I, I, I appreciate it too, guys. You, you, you've been great. Uh, and I'm assigning myself uh, a job that you're not telling me, but uh, I'm going to follow every San Diego Padre player that comes to the league, and I will keep an eye on them so I have something to talk about with you guys. All right. We have a new Padres fan. Nice. We got Gabriel Arias coming up. We have Luis Torrens coming up. Oh, Gabriel Arias is somebody you need to you need to look up. He's from Venezuela. Uh, well, Torrens is from Venezuela as well, but yeah. he's a shortstop. He's got an amazing arm. He's yeah. an incredible fielder. Uh, big, strong kid who's learning. Uh, he's going to be really good. Yeah, he's going to be really good. Also, uh, Luis Castillo. Uh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Venezuelan. And the hitting coach in uh, I will be in Double A, Raúl Padrón, Padron. is also from yeah. uh, from Venezuela. Oh really? I'm. I'm my eye will be there. I will be checking them out. Checking them out. All right. Thank you so and, much. Uh, I'm at your service, guys. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank you for, for the call. And sorry for the, uh, for the English. No, you did perfect. You've been great. Thank you so much. The revolution will not be right back after a message about a white tornado, white lightning, or white people. You will not have to worry about a dove in your bedroom, the tiger in your tank, or the giant in your toilet bowl. The revolution will not go better with coke. The revolution will not fight germs that may cause bad breath. The revolution will put you in the driver's seat. The revolution will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised, will not be televised. The revolution will be no rerun, brothers. The revolution will be live.